You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Sally Kinderberg. Sally, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you. Nice to talk to you, too. Sally, let's talk about your show, Theory Goldberg, Lay of the Land. Um, it's a beautiful show that I saw in New York, and we're talking, of course, you're in London now. Um, I'd like to go through some of the imagery from that show. It was um, like an, an, an amazing palette, really, right? So so bright, so kind of, you know, delicious in a way. And, and some of the work in it seemed very um, sensual and almost echoing that. So if we could talk about a few pieces, um, I mean, maybe beginning with snack, which is, which is kind of one of those, right? This is, uh, yeah. you're about to bite a piece of chocolate, you know, like some of the others. It, it feels very sensual, right? You can almost taste that. Um, yeah. Is, is, was, was that part of the theme of, of the show, this kind of sensory kind of perception? Yeah. It actually, it started off with me seeing pictures of, um, I was thinking about American and I was thinking about like what's American and and uh, I was looking at a baseball player chewing chewing gum and I was absolutely fascinated by all this bubble gum and I thought I need to paint some bubble gum, that's a great start for something. Uh, so it kind of started with these bubble gums and then it moved on to chocolate and sausage and uh, lollipops and <laughs> edible things but it's actually not that much about eating as such I guess it's it's always comes back to painting more than anything else Um, the images Um, well that's how it started anyway so let's talk about some some of the painting right because what's what's happening here the things that you are are painting are um, are of course not just about the content of them but the way you're painting so in something like amber or ruby which are the lollipops you're talking about. Um, That's part of what you're talking about, right? Because we're looking through these. There's a transparency. There's all kinds of things happening in terms of of technique that makes it um, not only very palpable and immediate, but also um, a a little wowing because we're looking closely at something that perhaps we wouldn't normally look closely at which is mm-hmm. you know how a lollipop is composed or what it looks like to look <laughs> through it almost like we're looking yeah. through a, a lens it's really wonderful um yeah so let's talk about that is that what you mean a little bit by it's about the painting and in those particular paintings while also looking like something you could touch or or lick are are also about of course the way you're painting right and, and these layers of of light and color yeah uh, no it, this is always fascinating how how can actually transform paint into something that looks like something. And interestingly, it's just modeling and how we read. And yes, several things going on. Um, composition, something with the area that you have. And and you got and books mark making or you got and and things like that and just making something look see through for example 
it's just it's it is magical that you can do it <laughs> with just pigments. You can't get away from it. It's it's just it's just fascinating to me. It and is fascinating. That's part of the that's part of the alchemy of painting or the, or the magic of yeah. it. But go but but go on. I interrupted you and then. Uh, no, then and then um, you know I, I start making the painting and in the beginning it's like it's like I always do like two or three or sometimes touch up for layers of trying to you know finish the painting. I never know when the fin- painting is going to be finished, and so it, it's like a real process of I know what I want it to look like when it's finished, but it's. It, I never know if I'm going to reach that stage or what that stage is going to look like. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of um, a lot of brushes and trying to make things soft or trying to make it look like something. Yeah, I like that. And and so you know, there's also it seems, and we could talk about you know just the approach to painting. There's also a narrative in some of these, right? It feels almost like a story. There's there's two I wanted to discuss, Handyman and Purple Haze. Handyman seems, you know, almost like a like a sense of humor, but it's a hand with what looks like either a candy on the end of a finger or yeah. or a hat. And, and and that title and that imagery isn't um isn't quite as straightforward as, as Amber and Ruby that we were just talking about, the lollipops. Can you tell me a little bit about Handyman? It's actually my hand, <laughs> and uh, uh, somebody I know their their little Lego toy, a cowboy hat, and uh, I take a lot of pictures and uh, just playing around with that. And so I, I actually never know when I start painting what the title what the title almost always comes after, and then actually the paint, like the actual the artwork then kind of comes together with the title. I always want to have a title because I feel like it's more generous to the viewer somehow. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it's a play on, on the hand and the, the, the word, handyman, the cowboy hat, and it's a combination of those. Yeah, it, ha- it has a sense of humor to it really, right? I mean, yeah. some others do, but a sense of humor. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think most, almost all, all my work is about play. That's all I do all day long. I'm just playing around, <laughs> playing with my ideas, playing with all the pictures that I'm taking, all the ideas that I have in my head. So, yeah, it's it's like I wish I could play piano because I can imagine it's a bit like that. <laughs> uh, I, I like that comparison. There's, there's another one, bass. Purple Haze. Or, or what? Or Slap Bass, maybe. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. That, that would be fun, or, or seems yeah close to that picture too. There's another one, um, purple haze, which which is also kind of remarkable in terms of like it, the what's happening in terms of paint. You know, this yeah. feels photorealistic. We're seeing light in it and reflections, but also yeah. there seems to be more of a narrative there too. We're looking at we're looking at a body, right? We're looking yeah. at. Um, yeah not a nude, but a person. And, you know, at least in the context of America, there's, you know, 
um, this whole idea of, of body positivity and, and, and what it means to to have a body that doesn't look like an emaciated model. Um, can, yeah. can you tell me a little bit about that? Because this one does feel like there's more of a, a narrative yeah. or, or message, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a pregnant <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> I, just, mm. I, I just love the shape of it. So I always love pregnant um, women are so beautiful, and uh, and also the material is so shiny, and you just want to touch it. And I think that's the thing. Like with, we, if you know somebody who's pregnant, you always want to <laughs> touch their belly, but you're not always allowed to. But mm. um, and also like purple, yes, is the color of dress. But then also this this t- t- uh, title is you know famous. Jimi Hendrix song, right? Um, so it's it's a play and all, all all these things, but um, so I have the colours are um, in the in the different paintings like ruby and amber. There are lot there are lots of like of, often colours that come into to play. And we're talking about you know some of these are are smaller works. There's um, there's the ones that we've been talking about so far are fairly small. There's there's some much larger works in the gallery. Um, yeah. Maybe we can begin with Road to Recovery, and these are these are huge paintings. Oh these yeah. These are you know almost almost four by over six feet, um, and and that one's kind of that's the first one that really drew me in. There seems to be so many layers to that one. Yeah. You're looking out train windows, but there's also yeah. two windows there. The colors yeah. are slightly different, red and green. There's a pair of 3D glasses there, and it almost feels like I should be looking at this with 3D glasses. Um, yeah. This one feels very complex. There's a lot going on here. This isn't um, uh, quite like the others we've been talking about. It's something uh, quite complex and, and, and potentially with a more um, kind of difficult-to-understand narrative, although I, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to, as much as I was engaging with this painting, I was I was looking at it in a few different layers. Um, both, yeah. do I need glasses? This is three dimensional. Um, road to recovery seems also a little enigmatic in terms of, of of just what's happening here. Of course, it reminds me of looking at a train window in, in its most yeah. basic form. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's interesting because it's a diptych, and um, you could potentially. Put the paintings on the swap the paintings so you have uh, the chairs facing each other. Um, but I think it's interesting that there are slightly slight differences in the colours and that the windows, for example, look like three D glasses and that's why I painted three D glasses because <laughs> I thought it was a nice um, comparison and. Um, it's, uh, there's, there's quite a lot of twists in it, and I guess road to recovery is not really. Um, I mean, the railroad is not really a road as such. <laughs> but yeah, but there's a lot of twists. Like what, are, what are the twists yeah. in here? That's what it felt to me that there are a lot of twists. What are the the twists that you're speaking of? And road to recovery sounds appropriate, just in terms of a twisting road. But I know that's not what you mean entirely. What do you mean by a lot of twists in, in this one in particular? Well, I think it's like there's... Oh, I don't know how to describe it. Um, 
Mm. In terms of there's layers, right? You're you're talking about layers of, of of meaning or narrative. There's these different colors. The fact that it's a diptych and it could be rearranged, yeah. but also yeah. we're looking at a, a kind of classically romantic view too, um, yeah. something peaceful, which is how it struck me uh, initially that yeah. that the road to recovery, which I read somewhat literally, was was about this kind of pastoral scene almost where you're um, where you're looking at, at clouds passing by at a landscape yeah. that's um that's somehow uh healing or, or, or helpful and and, mm-hmm. and is the opposite of our kind of busy, crazy world. Yeah. I think you just explained all of <laughs> explained it to yeah. me. <laughs> uh, oh I agree, yeah. Um. So there's there's a few others. I mean, we can we can talk more about that. But there's a few others that I, I'd, I'd love to get onto because the what what looks like a kind of riff on the on the blowing bubble gum that you said you were initially looking at like American things and yeah and baseball and bubble gum, which yeah it does seem unfortunately typically American or sort of that way. Um, Midnight Trader, as well oh, as yeah. um, as well That's as Burst, cool. which is a really wonderful mm-hmm. one. But but let's talk about Midnight Trader because that seems mm-hmm. like it's beyond just blowing a bubble, right? This mm-hmm. looks like an almost alien kind of action there. Um, what's happening mm-hmm. there? This is also another huge painting um, yeah, of what big. looks like a man blowing an enormous um, bubble from gum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, uh, and the title comes from the background of the the painting. It's like dark Prussian, 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 Prussian how do you say Prussian blue? Um, Prussian blue, yeah. Yeah, I think so. yeah, and the he the beard has the same color, so it's quite nice uh, matching. Um, yeah, it, and this it's, is uh, about, about about blowing gum, right? It is a bubble, but there's something that seems oversized about this, right? Nobody blows a bubble yeah. that large. This is moving into something no. almost <laughs> surreal, right? It's We're in like another, a, another world. Yeah, it's almost like a planet. It's not entirely round, but it becomes something different again. And I mean, it's it's a lot of layers to make that look into the bubble that I wanted it to look like. <laughs> so. I think when you stand in front of it, you're just actually looking more at the paint than you really have to stand back to see the the wholeness of it. But yeah, it's so, true. No, when I was in front so, of it, in so front of it, that seems almost like a it seems like a planet. There's there's so mm. many colors to that surface, mm. and and that's what's sort of remarkable. Maybe going back to the beginning of what we were talking about, the kind of the playfulness of paint, but also the experiments. That's yeah. kind of an extraordinary bubble. And and so is 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 that more the direction you were using that as a form to kind of explore your your palette and 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 paint itself, independent from the image? Because I'm 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 trying to get at it. Maybe you know erroneously that the image itself seems to be oversized and kind of remarkable, yeah. uh, and, yeah. and an act that is is almost impossible. Yeah, uh, and and often, if if I use a very small image, for example, as an as a source, uh, it will be I don't have much information from that image, and which is all, uh, sometimes quite helpful um, to get away from the image. 
and I guess the painting always takes over and you're trying to just look and look and look and look and look it's all about looking and uh, just try you're just moving paint around and then you're moving more paint around and then don't you don't really know how you get from from A to B and when you start your painting you have no idea how to do it but you just have to start somewhere and then uh, it happens gradually uh, over and over again <laughs> it's quite right, 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 no, that makes sense yeah um, and the, and the, the imagery from, from the entire show Lay of the Land I mean I know this is your, your first solo exhibition in New York um, it's also it seems to be as, as you touched on in the beginning a kind of exploration of to some extent or this is how I'm seeing it of of what America is, right? The, the the mythic aspects of America, how it's yeah. how it's perceived from from London, how it's perceived from outside America in, in different ways. That's that's um, that's part of your process in this whole series, or part of your thinking. Say again, this this is this this idea of 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 America itself as being a kind of um, you know place where where things are are perceived differently through through popular media or mm. or or other ways or just what you imagine that's part mm. of what's happening here in this in this entire exhibit is it's also a, a view of america right of, of of your view of america and and how it's seen from abroad yeah this is true um i mean uh <laughs> so i'm from well i grew up in sweden and like all i i knew about America was everything I saw on television so uh, and f- film and literature and music so this is what you think America is <laughs> or it is but it's a lot more than just that and um, so that was something I could build on um, and and how did it feel coming here for this show how 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 did you feel about the whole show and being in America, the reception of your work? And, you know, there's kind of a, n- a number of layers there, right? This work is in some ways about a perceived image of America, much of which is is true. When you were here or at the yeah. exhibit, were, were there any surprises or anything that reinforced that, that view of America? It was amazing. I loved it so much. <laughs> I loved everything. I love New York. It's absolutely amazing. Um, I, I just had such a, like everyone took care of me so well, everyone was nice to me and I saw so many shows, museums, like just walking around in the city, um, the the vibe of, like just the general vibe of the city I think is fantastic. So I'm definitely coming back. <laughs> but that's not that, that, that's funny because it's nice to hear. But that's typically not what you know the images of of New York specifically projected. New York is almost portrayed as that's how I see the city as friendly yeah. and wonderful and exciting. But New York yeah. is often portrayed as as kind of arrogant and tough and yeah. and, and, and pushes yeah. you back. But I've yeah. always experienced it the way you are. It's it's quite a friendly and open place, and, and yeah. people are quite that's... chatty even. <laughs> Absolutely. I think more so than London. I mean, I've been living in London for a long time, and I think London is a harder city. To, well, I haven't been for that long time in New York, but, you know, um, I love London too, but uh, it, 
it had a really positive vibe on me, the, the New York. So, um, well, Sally, it's, it's great talking about your show, Lay of the Land, which listeners can still learn more about through the links here. I, I want to ask you one more question before we go that's a little off topic, but I'm always yeah. curious what what everyone's reading. What are you reading at the moment? Are you going to laugh now? I'm reading Jerry Salt's book, <laughs> his latest book uh, on art <laughs> that I just downloaded, uh, not downloaded, which I just ordered uh, not long ago. Uh, so that's what I'm reading. Sally, yeah. um, it's, been, it's been great talking to you about this. I want to congratulate you on the show and also thank you so much for talking with me today. Well, thank you so much for, for interviewing me. really enjoyed it. Thank you. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. <laughs>